<laughs> it would be a wolf, but eh? Hello Wolves fans, welcome to the latest pre-match episode of the Wolves Fancast in association with 90minute.com, Wolverhampton 8, Sportshop Kings Winford and Pixel Yeti Media. As you can see, I've got two very special guests with me tonight. Adam Price, obviously very, very special and even more special, Barry Douglas all the way from Poland, Eastern Europe. How are we, gents? All right, mate. How are you doing? As you'll see, Barry is having slight technical uh, connection issues at the moment, but that's not going to stop us from having a great show. Adam, that Villa win on Saturday, just try and sum it up quickly for us again. Oh, Daniel, what a day, eh? Even more so, I imagine for people like yourself who actually went to the game. Um, I've only just really stopped watching the highlights, to be honest. Uh, off the Twitter page, off the Wolves app. Don't care. All, all the fan videos have been going around. Don't care where they've come from. I've pretty much watched all of them, to be honest. I know some people still don't think that Villa is much of a derby. It was a manufactured derby. It is to me, really, just yeah. the geographical nature of it. And the fact that, you know, we're going to be playing them a lot more going forward probably more so than we will Albion. To me, I mean, it, it's just the way that the game went, or where the game was going at the time. Um, I know some fans, including myself probably, was a bit disheartened by the way the game was going. At, at this point, I won't drop one of my mates in it who um, begged for a ticket on Twitter all week long, went to the game, left at 2-0. I'm sure if he listens to this, he knows what he's done and he deserves he deserves all he gets. But I imagine some people at that point at 80 minutes must have thought, yeah, it's not you're just gonna peter out, really, yeah. to be honest. Um at that last well, fifteen minutes, wasn't it really? Didn't see it coming, but yes, please, we'll have more we'll have more of that where that came from. Um just the passion the play show as well, just I know um, the first goal I actually thought was quite well worked, you know, with, with Neves and Pedence setting it up for Sace. And then obviously it's just a one way, one way traffic pretty much from, from, from that point in. Um, but you could just see in the fans, you just saw the fans' reactions. I imagine you were in there at some point, that you're, you're in the mess of people at somewhere. Um, it just looked amazing, to be honest. It, it um, was really, um, yeah. It was it was a special away day. Um, obviously, we got Barry back with us again. Um, winning a local derby, regardless of obviously everyone knows West Brom is our our main rivals, but in it, that sort of game and the way it ended on Saturday, how people can't enjoy football still blows my mind on a regular basis. It's you, if you could bottle up that feeling that I had. To be honest, if you saw the clip of me going wild on match of the day just to the equaliser. If I could bottle that feeling, it, <laughs> I'd be a rich, rich man. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Barry. What was your thoughts on the um, our win on Saturday? I know you caught the last 
little bit of it on your uh, away trip uh, journey? I did. Um, and the first question I'm going to ask is, why is Connor Cody so far up the park? He's He's gone rogue since you left Barry. He's, he's just... <laughs> We can't keep hold of him. He's, I think he's, now he's scored something like three goals in four shots that he's had in the Premier yeah. League now. I mean, he's he's got to be pushing for the Ballon d'Or now, the lad. Prolific is prolific. Nah, um, it was it was a great a great win. I heard you just touching on there. It was a, a derby win. And I think, especially coming from two goals down to finish the way we did in the last minute, obviously Roman's going to free kick. It was... It just uh, tastes a little bit better, doesn't it? I think you've um, you've seen Ruben Neves obviously in close quarters a lot of the time, um, renowned for being a good free kick taker, but probably not in the same sort of realm as yourself. What do you think to that? <laughs> yeah, we've had this argument a few times. Um, now, nah, look, we we both put a lot of time and effort into taking set pieces and. I think when you've got someone like like Robin Hill can strike the ball the way he does, it, it makes you up your game and it's great to challenge each other. Um, so I think that's why the season I was there, we, we were so successful from a lot of set pieces. What was your sort of process in, in regards to your set pieces? Was it just constant practice? or um, I, I read a story years ago that David Beckham, his dad used to take him over the park and he'd toy a tyre to the crossbar and he literally said you've got to get it through this tyre X amount of times before you can go home yeah no that's David Beckham mine's is just head over the ball and hope for the best I'm, I'm not having that it works, it works. <laughs> no, I'm not having that um, no, I, I, I think it's like you the what the fans see like the obviously the, the execution of good free kick is it's ours and ours of practice um, not just in the training ground but years and years I've went into it um, as a kid, trying to trying to perfect your trade and perfect that precision, like you said, it can be with tyres, it can be with posts, it can be an old garage, whatever it is. Um, but I think it's just consistency is key. And I think if you look at the best set piece takers, the most consistent in the world, like they're constantly practicing, um, and they just don't take it for granted. Where did that win on Saturday rank for you, uh, Adam, in regards to our sort of best comebacks? <clears throat> Thought about this. You might cast your mind back, don't you, to you want to go far back to like the DeWalls for Leicester 3. Um, Bristol City, where our esteemed guest played a, a massive part with as well. Let, let me just put um, a video on because you just, you just brought that up. <laughs> I mean, what a night that was, Adam. I can't even imagine what it was like for you that night, Barry. That uh, that comeback, one one nil down, down to ten men against Bristol City, and two of your set pieces bring us the the three points. What's what's your memories of that, Barry? Just absolute limbs in the stands. 
<laughs> that was um, it was it was a great win. I, I think especially after going down to ten men, like your backs are against it, and then to to get back in it, um, and then to obviously scoring a last minute burn on the back post. It was just it just it feels different scoring a last minute winner. Um, you seen how much it meant to everyone involved there. Uh, so it was one of these moments that you can always relive and, and have a, a conversation with and people just, it brings joy. It was, a, it, was a, it was a pivotal win at the time, wasn't it? Because I think Bristol City was sort of pushing us in the, the promotion place at the time, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a big game. Yeah, of course, every game's big, but I think that game, um, I think there was a lot of tit for tat in the media and a lot of um, but a banter, yeah, but that that was a statement that game, and I, I think it just propelled us to go and push on and do what we did. S- sorry, because obviously you mentioned that video, Adam. Let's actually get back to the question: Where does that win on Saturday rank? For me, you know, what takes a lot of topping is the um, Wolves three, Man City two. Um, Actually, that was the game where, like, when um, VAR kind of like was against us as well. If you remember, when we got Sterling's two penalties, and I think just how good a team Man City were are at that point, you know, and the way we fought back, that still takes some topping for me. That does. I actually, got quite emotional at the end of that game as well because it was such. A, I thought it was just a big deal at the time. So I think it's definitely up there with each other without that game. But I think for me, I think that Wolves three, Man City two, still it's still just pips it. But I mean that one's that's got to be that bit of games push it close. Special wins, obviously that Leicester four three that you mentioned back in two thousand and three. The actual quality of the game was really poor. But being three 0 down at half time, come back and win four three that that will stand out that one. But I think um, I'll probably go with you that Man City at home. I think, as Barry all know, Molyneux under the floodlights does get a bit special atmosphere-wise on, on the occasion. Um, what's your sort of memories going back to when you were at Wolves, Barry? Obviously, you joined um, in, the, in the summer when Nuno uh, took over. Was there any sort of conversation with you and Nuno at the time, or was the deal already agreed before he came in? No, um, it was... It was rumour it was a Nuno's reign that's that's when I came in there was uh, conversations in in the previous January um, I think it was Lambert at the time um, but I was I was enjoying my football in Turkey um, and we were having a good season so uh, to be honest I had no real ambitions to come back to the UK um, but then um the, the offer presented itself again and, and someone when I spoke to the manager and and spoke to the 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 new owners they said like it's gonna be a big transition at the club. You know, they're gonna be pushing in, in three to four years to be a European team and that just showed where their their um ambitions were. So it was it was appealing for me to come back and be a part of it. Who was your sort of um, rooming buddy whilst you were at Wolves? Sorry, I never heard that there. Who did you room with on away days or a players uh, rooming individually now at the top level? Um, 
I'm trying to remember when I went pre-season. I think we were actually rooming ourselves. I think we were actually rooming ourselves. Yeah. So, so who was your sort of closest mates whilst you were at Wolves? Are you there, Barry? Just losing you a bit, aren't we? You there, Barry? I'll have to just I'll have to come back to uh, to you, Price. What, what's your sort of memories of, of Barry at Wolves? Well, um, <clears throat> this is one of the memories actually meeting the man himself. <laughs> I thought I'd uh, oh. bring this up bring this up here. Look, when I went to one of those dudes at the Cleveland Arms, there he's look. Over there, look. Yeah, see, <laughs> good good, uh, um, good good caliber of Wolves players there. And I yeah they've. Uh, and especially, especially this lad in the middle here, look. <laughs> One of the best players I've, I've ever seen at Molyneux, Adam Price, in that midfield yeah, um, role. I remember, I remember um, just like the quality of the the set pieces and, and the corners and the, and the delivery, the crosses into the box from, from Barry. is absolutely deadly. I mean... Uh, was it was it one of the highest like, assists in in championship seasons in, in like, all, all the championship seasons? I think he finished with like quite a high number of assists in addition to probably bagging about five goals as well. So, so uh, uh, you know, it contributed a hell of a lot to to our championship winning team. Um, I, I was a big fan, absolutely big fan of Barry when he was here. Um, Absolutely love the style of play. Love what he brought to the team. Um, obviously, you said well, you didn't, didn't want to come back to the UK. Definitely, definitely didn't want to come back to the UK for the weather. Did you? <laughs> Are you there, Barry? Look, I'm not sure if Barry can hear us. No, struggling. Um, struggling with his connection, aren't we, lads? Um, I'll just mention, whilst we're uh, having technical issues, we're doing uh, an Instagram uh, giveaway at the moment with at Boot and Ball. Uh, they're giving away these uh, beer mats. If you just go onto our Instagram page, like the post, uh, follow both pages, and then we'll be picking out a winner uh, later on in the week. Can you hear me, Barry? I'm struggling really. Just put something in the... Uh... In the chat, see if you can hear us. Mm. Just bear with us, folks, for those watching uh, live. Obviously, we've got Leeds uh, this weekend, Saturday, 3pm. Got some really uh, good players who play for both clubs, Robbie Keane, Paul Butler, Andy Keogh, Elder Costa, and obviously uh, Barry Douglas. Any sort of players there that stand out for you as... Being legends for both clubs, Adam. Well, I mean, initially I'll probably say my boy Helder, but uh, obviously it's long-time fan cast listeners and viewers need only need to know know very well how um, much so I used to talk about Costa and glowing terms when he when he was here. Um, obviously, we know that you know kind of faded away after the after his first season, but it seems as though like. When he went to Leeds, we think we got like uh, what was fifteen million? Was it? I think was it that we got for him. 
up seemed to think when we when we um, when we sold him and I don't think he ever really kicked on, did he? So I don't really think like the Leeds fans will hold him in the same reverence that you know that, that we would. Um, Paul Butler as well. That was a strange one. I remember when because he was quite a mainstay for us at the time, wasn't he? And yeah. I can't remember if he went on the was it did he go on the free to Leeds? I, I think he went remember. on a free. I think. Um... Yeah, but, Wolves offered him a, a deal, but it was on lesser terms than what he was on, and I think he just wanted a, a fresh start. Are you back with us, Barry? That's it. Yeah, but my Wi-Fi is terrible. It must be this Polish Wi-Fi. No, no worries. Thanks for sticking with it. Obviously, uh, Adam mentioned there, obviously, players who have played for both Wolves uh, and Leeds. What was your... Playing days at both clubs. How did, how did you enjoy playing with Helder Costa? Yeah, Helder, great boy, um, great player as well. Um, I think probably like myself, never really reached the heights um, that he's capable of uh, when he went to Leeds. Because I, I seen firsthand what he was capable of at, at Wolves when he was confident, injury-free, and he was scary, scary at times. Um, but it's good to see him over at Valencia now and enjoying his football, playing with a smile on his face. Really was a special uh, player for Wolves. What did you, a lot of the questions that we've had from our followers uh, have asked, how did the departure from Wolves come about? Obviously, from my point of view, I can't imagine you were overly keen on making that exit. I think I might have lost him again. Or, or, again. I've either put him on the spot and he doesn't want to answer or he's, yeah, the Wi-Fi's <laughs> kicking in. Let's let's quickly just look at the, the stats uh, for the game on Saturday. Um, Leeds have no, won four um, to the last 12 fixtures. Rumours and speculation with my departure, but to be honest, it, it, was, it was quite um, a shock for myself. Um, I, I had just had... Uh, I think there's a delay kicking in there, isn't there? I think. Yeah, carry on. Speed a minute, Barry. Are, are you there, Barry? Um, you you were talking about how the, uh, it came a bit of a shock to you. Whilst we try and get Barry back, I'm going to show his free kick at home to Leeds. I mean, that was a great free kick, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah, so that was that was the free kick technique, kicking again, head down over the ball, bosh, in he goes. I mean, it, so the, the quality, the quality, of the, the, um, the set of pieces, as I mentioned before, was dead eye specialists. I think I can imagine in training in competitions between Barry and Ruben on um, hitting the target, the goal, hitting the crossbar, or just how many they can put in the postage stamp. It must have been at, at the end of every single training session. There'll be some top-notch free kicks in those Wolves training session days. I mean, um, um, Andy that, Lonergan in that free kick is literally nowhere near it. It's, it is his postage stamp, isn't it? Grasping for thin air, as he often does. Are you there, Barry? Did you enjoy watching that free kick then? <clears throat> Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I've watched it back uh, <laughs> once or twice. Just once or twice. You've got to just shout the misses and the kids every now and again. 
<laughs> nah, my, my boy's not interested in football, to be fair, so I need to wait till he starts to enjoy it, and then I'll show him. Yeah, you need, you, you'll need to uh, get him in the garden soon, practicing those free kicks. Obviously, last time Wolves yeah, played sure. at Elland Road, uh, we won 1-0 thanks to a deflected Raul Jimenez goal. That was Leeds' first league defeat at Elland Road since the February of 2020 when they lost uh, 1-0 at Wigan. Um, Wolves, Leeds, how do you judge both your, your, your periods at those clubs, Barry? Did you, I don't want to sort of put you on the spot and edge you a certain way, but did you enjoy... The promotion with Wolves more than Leeds. Um, on a footballing terms, yeah, of course, the the Wolves season was pretty special. I think everything that could have went right went right, um, and it was as you like to be a part of. Um, so it was it was special, but ultimately, playing at Leeds and, and getting promoted were with them and a, and a different kind of style different way was was just as exceptional um so I, I wouldn't say one was better than the other they were both equally amazing and just different different journeys different experiences how, how do you compare the two coaches obviously Nuno and, and and Bielsa yeah both um both got their own kind of philosophies uh, Marcelo is I think definitely a lot more particular to detail and, and it's it's a very physically and mentally demanding regime. Um, but ultimately you you see where it's got the boys, we, we reaped the rewards and got promoted. Um so it's it's hard to complain about these things when you when you are winning and getting results. Um, is this, but again, is this it the was famous murder a great experience? <laughs> Yeah, and it never never gets easier. You do it every single week, and it never gets easier. What? How, how did you find the the atmospheres between Molyneux and Elland Road? Both great atmospheres. Um, I think both in the in the days very special when it's a, a full stadium. Um, so again, it's difficult to compare because. I've got nothing but great experiences from both the clubs. Anything from you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, Barry, I'm, um, I know we've tried to touch on it before, before the, the internet connection gave out a bit, but I'm quite interested to hear about, you know, how the exit from, from Wolves come about because we talked about, you know, how much of a, a key pivotal player you were for Wolves for us getting promoted. And, I know if I was in your position, so and I had played such a key role and been such a key contributor to towards promotion, for for the manager to then say, "I'm sorry, I want to take a different direction." Me personally, I'd find that really, really hard to take. Um, but I'd be kind of wanting to to know why. I want an explanation. Is is did you get any explanation from from Nuno at all? Why you know? They wanted to, to go in a different direction with yourself. Sorry, I never heard the last bit. Um, but I know the question. Um, and like I said, yeah, it was, to be honest, it was a bit of a shock uh, to me as well because I felt I'd uh, definitely earned the right to to get a crack in the Premier League and like you said I contributed a lot that season to the team um, 
but I had an honest conversation with with Nuno, and honestly, it did just come down to him saying, "Look, that the club's gone in a different direction. It's nothing personal. Um, it's a difficult conversation to have, but it's business." So I said, "Okay, well, the the choice was kind of taken out my hands because I didn't want to stay somewhere where I wasn't going to be given a fair crack at the whip um, after the season that I just had, um, and I think it was in everyone's best interest that." I moved on. Um, I did see lots in the the media and stuff about fallouts and relationships going sour, but that was never ever, never ever the case. We we left in amicable terms, like wish me all the best. I wish them the best for the season, and that was that was it. Would it have been potentially difficult for you to have dug your heels in and stayed, but you know, been on the bench every week? Would that, I guess that. Even and then wait potentially waiting for your chance to come along. I'm assuming you you know you thought yourself you you were better than that and you were happy to go and go back then to Championship again to play first team every week. Sorry, I never heard that. I don't think you repeat what you said. Yeah, so I just thought, is, did you ever have any inclination of sort of digging your heels in and, and wanting to stay regardless, even though you knew that you wouldn't be playing every week or? So does the football does the football come first essentially? No, um, it was a question I did put to the manager at the time as well. I said, look, um, that's that's fine and well if I'm not going to be your number one uh, first choice, but I would like to stay and fight for my place. Um, and he said, like it it wasn't really going to work that way. I would have preferred to have uh, a, a young a young player to kind of learn. Uh, his trade and have someone deploy in that position. So again, the, the decision was kind of took out my hands. Um, and and again, this is the, the side of football that people don't see. They, they think it's all about loyalty and, and gone, but sometimes it's, it is business. It is disappointing to hear that, isn't it, Adam, when obviously you've, you made the, the point about how pivotal Barry was not just with his set pieces, but obviously the, the defensive unit, which we all viewed as being very strong in that championship winning season. Obviously getting uh, Johnny Otto in as a replacement was a was a good replacement. And, but I, I still think um, as good as Ruben Vinagre was, Barry has already said he, he did earn the right to, to play in that Premier League campaign, didn't he? I think so. And I don't think... We're on our own and thinking this either. I, I remember when the news came out at the time, it, I was quite shocked by it, to be honest. And I thought I thought Barry was more than deserved a, a, a crack in the Premier League. And I know, you know, with Captain Hindsight speaking, we consider Johnny, you know, has worked out to be a very good player. But at the time, none of us really knew anything about Johnny or his abilities or what he brings to the team, but we all knew what Barry brought to the team. So I was not, you know, I was a bit put out that that um, Barry wasn't going to stick around any longer. But I suppose we, that's I'm not a football manager, and, and I don't know what what goes on behind closed doors or the chats that managers have with players. Um, one thing I am keen to to ask you, Barry, is quite. Um, a well-travelled individual, you know how how difficult is it, or potentially how easy is it to to up sticks and, and move? Because you, know, you played in the in Scotland, England, Poland twice now, and, and Turkey. And for a, 
they, they're a family man how difficult is it to to up sticks and and move around europe uh, i think when you don't have kids it's a lot easier um and i think it was again it was my mentality at the time it was i was very open-minded willing to try new cultures embrace new experiences um and i think it's something that i've always I've always adhered to like being out of my comfort zone and it's why I'm I'm actually now back in Poland with my family um, it would have been the easy option to to stay in the UK playing a champ but it was it was time to challenge myself again um, and it's of course it's difficult it's not as, as easy as home but you get by it's, it's it's only difficult if you allow it to to be difficult you can always make the most of every situation. I'm sure the, uh, the Poznan Ultras have welcomed you back with open arms. Oh, I'm not sure if it's Yeah, we, I, had a nice, I had a nice welcome back again and we had a successful time here. Sorry, yeah, nice. we had a, a really successful time here before, so it's good to be back. Let's uh, quickly get back to Wolves versus Leeds on Saturday, 3pm. Um, how have you made uh, both teams start this season? Obviously, Leeds had a terrific season back in the Premier League last season, but they have been a bit uh, stuttery recently, haven't they? Sorry, guys, I didn't hear a word again. <laughs> so, okay, um, no problem. How, how have you um, viewed Wolves and Leeds' uh, start to this Premier League campaign? Obviously, Leeds did uh, terrific last season, but they have stuttered this season. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's difficult because both of them have got a lot of quality. I think the table doesn't show where they should be in the league, uh, but ultimately they need to get results. And I think... From what I've seen in the Premier League, it's about building momentum. Um, I think both teams will be be fine. I think they just need to get a few wins together, and, and it will give them a lot of confidence and self belief to to build on it. Um, so I've I've got no worries about them. What's your opinion on uh, Leeds going into the game Saturday, Adam? No doubt they're in a bit of a run of poor form. Um, I know there's questions. Around Bielsa lost a bit of his aura with the team. Um, I can see just before coming, I can see that in fact the season they've, they've been struggling to score goals, struggling to to keep goals out as well, which is a bit of a, it's a deadly mix, really. And I know I think coming into our game Saturday, they've got a few injuries they're clocking up as well. Um, and yeah, when when they first come up, Leeds was the, Leeds were the entertainers, weren't they? Everyone wanted to to watch them if you were a neutral fan if Leeds were on you'd end up watching them um, I'm not really sure that's the case anymore um, it's a shame I'm not going really because Ellen Road is a, a ground I've not I've not actually been to myself um, one that I'd quite like to go to for the atmosphere as Barry mentioned earlier it should be it should be a good game but I, I do think at the moment that we have probably got a little bit too much for them I think we're catching leads at the right time um, poor form bad a few injuries you might say it's the Wolves thing to, to kind of to, to fall down here and we'll lose 1-0 but I'm, I'm 
I'm fairly confident I was going there and getting a result. I think I mentioned earlier, um, in the last 12 fixtures between Wolves and Leeds, Leeds have only won four, losing seven. So we have had a good record against them in, in recent years. The main sort of focal point for me is I think if we can keep Rafinha quiet, I, I agree with you, Adam, that I think we we should have a bit too much for them. Hopefully, uh, Jimenez will be back in the starting lineup and we can go back to how we played before the Villa yeah. game. What's your sort of uh, your score prediction for the game on Saturday, Barry? I need to be non-biased, don't I? And go for a, a high-scoring draw. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Adam? Uh, I'm probably going the opposite. I, I don't need to be unbiased whatsoever, do I? So um, I think we'll win two 0 I don't really see Leeds posing. To, this will be famous last words, of course. I know it will, but I don't think that Leeds will pose too much of an attacking threat or too many problems to us. And I reckon, yeah, with Jimenez back in, hopefully if we, we go back to three again, sort of with Huang and Jimenez able to click like they have done before, then I think we should win two now. I'm airing on the same side as... Uh... Barry, ever, ever since I predicted Wolves to beat Brentford 4-0, I've said I'm not going to predict Wolves to win again for the rest of the season, so I'm going to go with 2 all as well. Uh, Barry, just have a quick couple of quick questions back uh, during your time at Wolves. Um, have you got any sort of stories that you can tell us in regards to your, your teammates which aren't uh, that you're happy to tell us? Oh, that's... Uh... That's putting me in it now. Um, nah, it, 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 it always seemed to be nice. It, it seemed to me like you had a, you had good relationships, obviously with the the UK lads, obviously Connor Cody and whatnot. But it seemed to me from looking from a distance that you you, you got on well with like Ivan Cavalero. Yeah, no, I got on. I got on with all the foreign boys. To be fair, um, it was a really good relationship with everyone. Uh, Roman Sais as well. Had a really good relationship with with them. It was it was a good group of boys. Um, and, and I think that's why we were so successful that season. There was no egos, um, and it was it's nice to see some of them take the next step and, and kick on as well. Any last questions from you, Adam? Before we call it a night, I can I understand probably why Barry you brought up Sage because he does seem like the joker of the camp, doesn't he? And you see, we we all put out all the videos like before a game or pre-season. Sace is always the one larking about. Was it in Marbella last time? He was um, doing wrestling moves with John Ruddy or everything, something like that in, in the training <laughs> camp. It just seems like, it just seems like he's, a, he's just like he's a joke of the gang and he just seems like a great guy to have around. No, he is. He's, he's a good character. Um, he's got a horrendous uh, fashion sense, but no, he's a good, he's a good boy. <laughs> Is is the isn't the quite a few of the walls, uh, your, your former teammates? So you'd say have got bad dress sense. Obviously, you you like a bit of it yourself, don't you? Yeah, I like to have a little dabble, but nothing nothing too extreme or extravagant. Um, but some some boys are having themselves, and they're just miles off it. Are you going to name? You going to throw them under the buzz there or not? <laughs> I'll start, I'll start with Roman size. <laughs> so what, what, what are you classing as extravagant from Romain? Oh, 
he he loved a designer name to be fair he loved a, a designer name so i i don't uh necessarily agree that if it's designer it, it looks good but that's just some people's style we, we've just um, mentioned size there from from what i gather he's probably one of the hardest in the squad if you had to go into a fight with someone is that right <laughs> Who, sorry? Sais is like probably one of the toughest. If you if you had to take someone into a fight with you, he'd be one of the <laughs> the, the first ones. To be to be fair, he, he he would be there. He would be there. I wouldn't mind being in the trenches with him, but nah. If I was at my time at Wolves getting a fight, I'm standing behind John Ruddy and Willie Bolly, and that's it. No problems. If you're in the yeah. trenches with Ramon Sais, you still have his designer gear on. <laughs> Two absolute tanks in John Ruddy and um, Willie Bolly. Uh, Barry, as I mentioned before and throughout the show, thanks for giving us your time tonight. We've really enjoyed having you on. Um, hopefully, Adam's right in regards to the score prediction and we're wrong when it comes to Saturday. As always, thanks to everyone who's tuned in tonight, listened, uh, continues to support the fan cast. We'll see you for our post-match podcast uh, Sunday slash Monday.